This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 609 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Jessica Diaz. She's with John R. Wood Properties. Jessica, how you doing? Hey, Charlie. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Well, thrilled to have you and, and for our viewers. You know, this this is the part that if only our viewers could see, and I'm not going to embarrass you or anything, but I, I I butchered the opening the first time. And the second time I could see <laughs> Jessica nodding her head like, all right, he got it. He got it. Okay, so, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> we help each other out here. <laughs> so welcome to the show. And uh, Jessica, let's start with John R. Wood Properties and what you do in there. Fill us in. Well, Charlie, so I've been in real estate industry for nearly eight years, and I provide residential commercial real estate solutions here in the Southwest Florida region, um, really for every stage of the real estate process, representing clients and buying, selling, leasing, and investing. And I work with John Arwood Properties, uh, one of the greatest firms, I believe, in this area, um, for a lot of reasons, Got it has a great track record, but really numbers and volume and um, really, it just has a reputation all of its own. Um, founded in 1958, is the oldest major wow. real estate brokerage in Southwest Florida. Yes, did you know that? I had no idea. It I, is. I, so, wow. I know. I know. Over 60 years old, um, and it really just started as a family. You know, John R. Wood, and uh, he started it off and right in the heart of Naples, and it is consistently the number one firm in market share in the two counties of Southwest Florida. So that covers Collier and Lee counties. It's been nationally recognized company. Again, I said with 60 years more plus of market experience and broad international exposure as well to buyers in various countries. But the company has um, 19 offices spanning from Marco all the way up to Captiva with over, I think it's like 700 agents now and staff. Um, I know that they just recently even, I think within the last year or so opened in Cape Coral um, so they're definitely an unrivaled leader in real estate. Um, mm. Gosh, like I seriously want to share the numbers with you. Can I share? Can I brag a little? Oh, please do. Yeah. Listen, so in all of Southwest Florida, just through October alone in this year, um, sales volume is $4.4 billion in closed sales. Um, and also number one in units sold through October uh, with 5,156 transactions. And it seems that sellers seem to prefer us over everybody because we are number one in listings sold. So more sellers are choosing John Arwood properties. So it kind of just shows you, again, the numbers speak for themselves and credibility is to say the least. I mean, it's all there. And um, that's a huge that's a huge factor why, of course, I chose to to go with only the best firm yeah. in, in our industry in this area. Yeah. So, so John Howard property started in Naples. Is that what you said earlier? Yes. Naples, wow. Florida. Yes. Yeah, so I just assumed it was like this regional or statewide or South. Mm -mm. You know. It's local, but you know, we do have, we do have um, connections worldwide. I mean, we're part of a really yeah, ex yeah. like exclusive network of top agents globally. And uh, why wouldn't you want to be surrounded with like the best in the industry? Yeah. Um, but more and more agents I think are, are getting, are, are getting the vibe because they see, they see what we're up to. Yeah. Um, so it's great. I love John Arwood. <laughs> uh, so what about then your journey? How did you get involved in real estate and, and end up at John Arwood? Well, okay. So I actually, got into real estate for my own personal 
investing reasons. And I didn't really think I'd make a career out of it. I, I have to say, though, once I started to work with with clients and kind of dabbling in maybe making this out of a job for a while or, you know, maybe some extra income, I started to fall real hard in love with it as I witnessed them really experience the same kind of joy I experienced when I purchased my first house or moved to this beautiful state. Um, I'm not like a typically locally grown and bred agent. I'm actually far from it. Real estate wasn't really ever in our vo- my vocabulary growing up, just wasn't a topic of conversation. I come from a line of pastors, preachers, missionaries, and it just wasn't in our combos, but uh, helping people and caring for people was. And um, mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I just have a, a love and joy for um, seeing people experience that. And, and um, again, I've moved to Florida for the very similar reasons people are moving to this day to this great state. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you asked me if I'm from here, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm a transplant. I've came, I kind of grew up in Michigan, Ohio. Um, I know those are football rivals, so I won't even say I have, <laughs> I have family on both sides. Well, especially, uh, yeah. There's After a big game week. this past week. Yeah. I know. And yeah. I have to keep my mouth shut. I can't even, <laughs> I just, I'm just like, I'm a Gator girl all the way. So I went to the university of Florida. So I'm like, I have a Gator, Gator uh, fan. So I just keep my mouth shut with the others. I don't want to get in trouble with my family. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, so, but yeah, like, but I, you know, I've, I've been here in Florida for nearly 20 years. Um, before that, again, I said Ohio, Michigan, but I lived in Moscow, Russia for a time. Um, then made it over to New England, go Patriots, and permanent move to Florida. So I have a love for, you know, for for travel, culture. Mm-hmm. But I definitely will say that I'm not going anywhere time, anytime soon. I'm not going anywhere. I love it too much here. I am with you. Boy, <laughs> you couldn't pay me to leave. <laughs> Are you, yeah, you, originally, you said you were originally from here. Where did you say you were from? Pennsylvania. So outside of Philadelphia. Yep. So transplant as well. Yep, yep. We love it. I, I, what's yeah. not to love? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going back. Uh, okay. So, how about when it comes to mis- misconceptions in the real estate world? What do you hear that you can speak to? I, Charlie, I'm so happy that this is like a topic of this combo today because there are so many myths in this industry. And I know based on your podcast and stuff, things that I've seen previously, I know that you speak with people throughout. Uh, this industry, and um, you've probably heard a lot of it, but there's definitely a ton, but because real estate isn't something that most people are really, really well versed in. I mean, you can't get on Zillow and Trulia and study your neighborhood and think that you know everything about real estate. Mm -hmm. It's just a very, there's a lot of misconceptions. I think that, um, you know, some false information can be shared between people who aren't intimately familiar with the process. And, uh, you know, for example, somebody that sold their house 20 years ago thinks the same process is the same today. And then they tell people it's not, you know, like it's kind of like a game of of telephone, right? Um, it's interesting, but I, I'd say that one of the most common myths that I hear uh, almost every day is that a career in real estate's easy when it's not. And uh, I think uh, some of our like TV programs, stuff on HBO, Bravo. I think these reality shows are fun. And I think that it lures people in because, of course, it's entertaining. And that's the job of TV is to lure us in. But um, it's it's actually it's it's a bit of work. You know, I think I've heard that a lot of agents that go into, uh, you know, come out of coming out of the state exam, they pass their test, they get into it and then they walk away after being like full blown into real estate world within the first year or so. 
Um, it's just, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of, I think of misconceptions that people have of it, but it's not something you can do as a part-time job for sure and make an income. Um, if you just want to play around in it, like how I started with investing, um, it, that's one thing, but if you really want to make this your career path, I think that that's like, you know, it's definitely, you're in a constant state of growth and learning and it can be brutally painful at times, um, dealing with contracts start to finish and making deals really happen. I think it's definitely not for the faint of heart, like I said, but I love it. <laughs> there is another mm-hmm. misconception. Can I tell you another one that I hear all the time? Please, please. I, I have heard this. I, and I believe that this is true for some, maybe some sales agents, but they say the myth that people have said has been like agents will say anything to make a sale or make a deal. Um, I think, you know, it's not true for an honest client, an honest agent, but it is true mm-hmm. for some. But um, I think that like if any agent is worth their salt, they'll be honest with their client. And as an agent, I, I live by very strict code of ethics and many rules and regulations. And I think most people believe, people believe this is a myth because agents don't get paid until the homes close. So they assume agents will just say anything to sweeten a deal or to, you know, make things sway in their direction. Um, so the sale happens faster. So they get paid faster. Is that crazy? Like I, yeah. I've heard people say this, like, well, I don't know if you're really working on my behalf. I'm like, well, that, yeah, like, I, like truly a good agent will do yeah. what's best for their client, but also you know, they don't want to be sued or lose their license, yeah. Yeah. you know, plus, you know, who you work with totally matters. You, you need someone that will have utmost integrity and transparency through the whole process. And, you know, we have to disclose material facts and we want our clients to have the best knowledge possible before making an informed decision, of course, because that's a reflection right. on us. Plus the best, you know, if we care deeply for our clients, um, and we find the houses or properties that meet their needs, a happy client means referrals. And, you know, this is yeah. how agents, this is how we build our business. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, like it's, it's all by, you know, the majority of our business comes from word of mouth and referrals from past clients that have had good experiences with us. So, you know, it's important, important to have somebody that's truly like has integrity at the core of their belief system and, and existence truly. So. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those, it sounds like, well, yeah, I mean, that's almost obvious, but it's not really obviously the norm in all cases. And, and I think especially for someone who's just getting into it and is, is trying to do anything and everything to create a sale. And, and um, you know, I, I, to, to your point earlier, I think there's, there's that confusion between is the realtor protecting my interests or the seller's interests, you know, there's that confusion Mm -hmm. there. Right. And, and uh, so yeah, at the end of the day, get someone who's who's been in it long term, who has uh, great relationships, and mm-hmm. and then, you know, how how about like the HOAs and, and all that stuff? You know, is is it important to to know these communities and and do you Absolutely. find that people get kind of caught after the fact with maybe not knowing really what the community was all about? You know, it is our it's our job as agents to be fully uh, transparent and disclose yeah. everything we know. It's our job to go in and do all the homework prior to our clients uh, purchasing a home. Uh, and we have disclosures and we have things that we have a, a rule book of what we have to do um, to truly like operate, a, a, you know, an honest uh, business that yeah. uh, we don't ever want it. I never, 
ever have had a phone call and had anyone say, you didn't tell me about this HOA not allowing us to have a dog. This, you know, they can't even, there's such a strict process anyways with associations. And a lot of people up north that come down here aren't always familiar with the HOA. Yeah. I don't know about you, but in Pennsylvania, I don't know if what, you know, when you're up there, if you experience, not being, very common. Not very yeah. common. So it's yeah. up to us. So, you know, there, there's been, you know, I've heard some horror stories of people getting into a situation and, you know, going after their agent because they didn't properly ex mm. uh, disclose that. But, you know, there's definitely there's definitely um, an importance to our job when it comes to mm. you know making sure it's disclosed. And our parents, our, our, our people know about um, uh, about what they're getting into. And that's yeah. that's what our job's there for. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. So walk away from real estate for a minute. What are you doing outside of real estate? What are you doing for fun? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I love real estate, but I also love and enjoy uh, just being in the great outdoors and just being outdoors with my beautiful children. I have four kids. Uh, oh, no. You'll find me on the soccer fields or volleyball <laughs> courts. And if you're not finding me those places, I'm likely out cycling. I'm an avid. I love biking and paddleboarding. Um, I just love exploring some of our beautiful hidden gems here um, in our region. It's just one of the most beautiful places that I've lived and I've lived quite a few places, but I'll <laughs> say that, you know, there's just nothing more um, I, just restful and peaceful than being out on a paddleboard in the middle of the water or on these canals and just listening to nature and, yeah. you know, being able to do this year round, Charlie, a lot of people don't get this, like this luxury. So totally yeah. blessed. So you know, and I'm a total foodie too. I love good food. And oh we have yeah, some of the most incredible places around. Yes, we All are. Right. So yeah. we're gonna lean on you now. You got to You got to give us a, uh, you know, a, a good place to eat. What comes to mind? Oh my goodness! Recommendation. Okay. Oh gosh, you're putting me on the spot. Well, there's so many good places. I um, so lately I've, I've been spending a lot of time revisiting Baba. Have you been to Baba? No. Persian cuisine. It's right at the beginning of. Fifth Avenue. So right as you're turning right from 41 onto Fifth, okay, right yeah. there in the corner. It's some of the best. And I love, like, again, you know, I've lived all over the world. And I, to me, food is like good food that's authentic and, and uh -huh. um, good. And come on, we're, we live in the melting pot of, yeah, of Southwest yeah. Florida, this area. So we get some pretty cool, good places. But um, I also love like seafood, raw food. I love um, the claw bar. Have you been there? No, no, yeah, yeah, you're missing out. Man. You gotta go. That's right down, it's just before fifth. It's, I think, it's on third, third avenue. Okay. It's in a hotel over there, but it's um, they have some of the best like raw, like oysters and raw seafood. It's a really great place, plus, the atmosphere is awesome. So, as long as you have that, like, you're yeah. in for like good time, but um. Yeah. So I'm like fooding, wow. got my kids, paddleboarding, doing all the like best things of Southwest Florida. And then I'm also kind of working on my own little rehab projects right now, like uh, kind of getting into that side. It's kind of nice being on the flip side of the coin. Yeah. You're still doing the investor thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah good doing for you. that, finding some, some, you know, distressed properties and putting a little yeah. TLC into them and seeing where it goes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, speaking of distress, let's get into hardship, life challenge, you know, looking back, what comes to mind, Jessica, a period of time that you got through the rough patch and you can now say, Hey, that was actually a good thing. I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Okay. So, you know, what comes to mind. I think that like navigating COVID 
and our lockdown situation, as far as business and, and work goes, this is kind of what, not a personal level, more on a professional side, I yeah. would say that that was a total curveball for really everybody. I mean, this we were all in this learning process together and um, things got really, really quiet there for a quick minute, um, <laughs> business, business wise. Not in my yeah. house because the kids were yeah. schooling, and uh, but I still needed to find. You know, it was, it was challenging to figure out a way to work from home and still somehow, you know, make business happen and not know where the future was going with our this pandemic. So, you know, I need to find a way to keep produ producing. You know, with dealing with this, but you know, the lull did not last very long for me because uh, the minute everyone started getting cabin fever and stir crazy, I think my phone was off the hook like twenty four seven. It was crazy. Yeah, I was it, like, it, "You're right." It it was like two or how many weeks of like, like almost like twilight, twilight zone, like eerie, like nothing going on, and oh my goodness, were we ever going to open up again? And then, bam, uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So thankful though. Like, I mean, yeah, we were. I mean, think about it. We were all like in total shock. First of all, no one knew it was going to hit so hard like a hit. Um, but you know that really had people rethinking their lifestyle, yeah, yeah. you know, and what made it great for real estate was that, you know, people not only in the North, people locally that are locked down, like, you know, my neighbor, no pool or no fenced in backyard. Mm. Like we can't get a pool put in right now, or, you know, that we would, we just want to sell this and, you know, go to a place where, you know, our kids could be enjoying the backyard and we have a pool or fenced in, you know, but be closer to, to beaches or to nature or just rethinking, um, yeah. you know, yeah. and they were thinking if we're going to be social distancing and the northerners, they didn't want to be social distancing in the snow. How can you go outside and go for a walk and be six feet apart from your neighbor and in the snow? Like nobody wants that. No. Oh, <laughs> so I'd say that overcoming that though, I, I just yeah. was, you know, we all, I think as a whole collectively, everyone kind of worked through that time. But as far as my business, I think I really like, I really hit hard on, on the virtual with technology. I mean, thank God for it. I think I did like, I, did, I would do multiple FaceTime showings uh, daily, going through houses, showing That's buyers right. from up North. I mean, virtual open houses, I did virtual consultations wow. that one after another, um, you know, just allowing people to know I'm not closed. I'm still open. You know, I can help you virtually. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, like it, it definitely, it was a it was a game changer yeah um for that that hardship that difficult time but you have to rise above yeah. it and you know thank you thank god for the tools and thank god for john r wood that gave a lot of amazing tools yeah. and equipment that we could use to be able to still serve our clients mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and you can use them now yeah i, I know two families who Same. bought their homes down here via the virtual tour and uh awesome. I mean, they really couldn't get on a plane and they were kind mm -hmm. of trapped up there. And mm -hmm. because of that, they were able to escape, I call it. Uh, so, yeah. And it's yeah. good. It sounds like they probably had a great agent that was working on their behalf yeah. and making sure that, and they're probably here and loving it, right? Oh, yeah. So their oh, agent yeah. did a good job at yep. guiding them through that virtually, uh, like that virtual transaction. It could be scary if you're on the other side. Say you're the buyer and you yeah. have no idea. You've really got to lean on your agent. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So one thing you wish our listeners knew about you, what would that be? You know, I would say, um, I feel like I shared a lot of stuff about me, <laughs> but I would say that, I would say that really to, 
to address something that really I would love my, my, you know, my clients to know is that I love helping people. It's just who I am. And, you know, I love helping my clients mindfully navigate through the real estate world with peace of mind as one of my personal core objectives and my services that I offer. It's just something that is important to me. Um, and to me, that's of utmost importance, of course, especially what we just navigated through COVID and still, you know, it's still, there's, you know, some crazy stuff going on worldwide. And I think, you know, outside of getting my deals closed and sold for my people, which I'm passionate about, I'm aggressive about it. And they, their, you know, their needs are above my own when it comes to my, my job. But mental peace and clarity, I think, is one of the most valuable attributes that I can offer my clients. Mm. Super. So, yeah. Well, I know we have future clients listening. They want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so? Awesome. Well, they can call or text me direct at 239-850-8626 or email me at jdiaz at johnrwood.com. And of course, I'm on all the social media platforms. Um, they can find me there at DSLs and would love to hear from everybody. Well, super. Well, Jessica, it's been awesome spending time with you and we Thanks, wish Charlie. you the best going forward there. Yeah, thank you. I do appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.